so much for tuning in and welcome everyone. I hope you're well. I'm your host, Ben Lively, and you're listening to Shaken Awake episode number 33. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in wherever you are and whatever you're doing right this very moment. I also wanted to just take a quick moment to thank all you new listeners for uh, tuning into the show. Welcome aboard. We're glad to have you. And as always, I promise you another great show. Uh, but more than anything, my hope for you today and always is that you have an actual encounter with the Lord. He's always right there beside you. And if you find any value uh, in these episodes, the greatest thank you of all is to pass the word to at least one person you know to help spread the word. And I just wanted to give a shout out to our strong Christian men's group on Facebook known as Men Who Follow Christ. And if you're a man of God or striving to be one, join us today on the Facebook group Men Who Follow Christ. And although this group is for men, we do recognize the need for women to have a place like this. So we also support our sister page at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the weeping women of Christ. Uh, so without further ado, let's get ready to invite God in with us right here, right now, and allow him to uh, speak directly to your heart and minds. So here goes. Here is today's topic, and it's on the false doctrine of pre-tribulation rapture exposed. So if you're listening to this, you know the world is a much, much different place than it's ever been in our lifetime. Understatement of the life of our lifetime, right? And in fact, it's rapidly accelerating to new lows with each passing day. You know, it's not theory at this point, it's fact. And it's only the year 2021. You know, one year, one and a half years after COVID, where it seemed the world was saying, oh, I can't wait until 2020 is over. Remember that one? I knew already it was the calendar date that would change. Anything other than the calendar date, that's all it was going to do with change. I knew the beginning of the end had already begun. The signs were there for the perfect storm, and regardless of the media, which I refused to watch... Now, especially, it has a, what, a 99.9% fake news rate? So what I'm hearing lately, a lot of, is uh, pre-tribulation rapture, mid-tribulation rapture, and post-tribulation rapture theory. And it's being discussed like never before. And of course, it's it's mostly by Christians, uh, or professing Christians, or thinking about being Christians and those that aren't Christian, but just want to be a part of the conversation. Anyway, here's the point I came to. I was stuck at a who cares mentality with respect to when the rapture would and will happen and began to, to discuss being saved and just living a life for Christ, regardless of when the rapture would take place, because many of us will die prior to the rapture. And therefore, I had concluded, uh, as you may, it was, uh, it was a matter of if you were a true, uh, truly forgiven and saved prior to death. And that was the utmost importance. And not the timing of the rapture, 
so we could so-called gear up and quickly prepare ourselves. Then I had a big conviction and a conviction after conviction that called me to speak on this very topic today. I was wrong. Out big time. There's no doubt in my mind and my heart that the Holy Spirit had shaken me awake again onto this very topic so that I was not led astray, nor would I continue or begin leading others astray. You know, from as Luke 12, 48 states, from every everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. And so I'm required to present the truth and facts of God's word. The more that it's revealed to me, no matter how much heat or hate or mistreatment or mistrust I'm handed, you know, God's word is God's word. Even Satan tried to use God's word against Jesus himself. But Jesus used it in, in truth and won over the temptations, as you know. So here was my conviction. There's no pre-tribulation rapture that will ever happen because it's in the Bible. In fact, what is in the Bible is a post-tribulation rapture. You know, all my life, all the churches I went to believed in and practiced a pre-tribulation rapture. Little did I know that the the pre-tribulation doctrine wasn't created until the 19th century, which I found out in, in my research. Little did I know. The Bible plainly teaches a post-tribulation, and it's been right there in front of my nose my entire life. But equally, here's the important point. If not more important is what God spoke to me through his Holy Spirit, and that is there's actual danger. And by danger, I mean the falling away of his elect saints by believing that there's a pre-tribulation rapture versus what the Bible teaches, which is post-tribulation rapture. Literally, the difference in the timing of the rapture and knowing the truth will save many, and it will end up causing a great falling away of many Christians. And that... That is why today's message is so important, to help spread the truth and to prevent further confusion from the enemy that will inevitably cost souls. There are so many books in the Bible with chapter upon chapter, verse upon verse uh, of the coming tribulation and the rapture and the second coming and the millennial reign and the great white throne judgment that I only need three to show you everything you need to know to understand what the Bible teaches. Anything else will be added wisdom for you, but you'll need to seek that out on your own and get into God's word if you're hungry enough. So what I'm about to read to you will help you to, one, understand when the rapture will happen and how, and two, to warn you that if you don't understand the timeline and the events during the timeline, you can and very well may be misled into thinking you missed out on the rapture and were left behind and or walk away from the faith if you feel that what you thought you knew your whole life was a deception, no doubt from the enemy, and just simply give up. And once your decision is made, you've made it for eternity. So my job is uh, today is to put the pebble in your shoe that helps you stay the course. Should you and I be alive during the tribulation, which I think is, is, is uh, we're almost at the, at the doorstep here. So I'm going to read three 
chapters that are going to outline the tribulation, when the rapture will occur, and proof behind each so that you're not misled. Okay, Matthew 24. It's the destruction of the temple and the signs before the end. So as Jesus was leaving the temple grounds, his disciples pointed out to him the various temple buildings. But he responded, do you you see all these buildings? I tell you the truth, they will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. Later, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives and his disciples came to him privately and said, tell us, when will all this happen? What sign will signal your return and the end of the world? And Jesus told them, don't let anyone mislead you. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many and you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world, but this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. That's you and I, guys. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. We're going to get into that. Sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. So he's already said we're going to be arrested, persecuted, and killed, which is already happening. Okay, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it, and then the end will come. The day is coming when you will see what Daniel the prophet spoke about, the sacrilegious uh, object that causes desecration standing in the holy place. That's uh, And it says, reader, pay attention. It speaks more about this in Daniel. Then those in Judea must flee to the hills. A person out on the deck of a roof must not go down into the house to pack. A person out in the field must not return even to get a coat. How terrible it will be for pregnant women and for nursing mothers in those days. And pray that your flight will not be in winter or on the Sabbath. For there will be greater anguish than at any time since the world began. And it will never be so great again. I'm going to pause there. Has the the rapture happened yet? According to, to the Bible, no. We are going through this. And he's warning us. We will be going through this. This sounds like the tribulation because it is. Carry on to verse 22. In fact, unless the time of calamity is shortened, meaning unless I shorten this this, uh, chaos, not a single person will survive. But it will be shortened for the sake of God's chosen ones. So then if anyone tells you, look, here's the Messiah, or there he is, don't believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform great signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. Now, there's no tribulation yet. We haven't been raptured yet. 
I'm sorry, this is the tribulation. We haven't been raptured yet. And again, it's going to be so, these signs and wonders are going to be so great that even God's chosen one, us, will be deceived. Uh, Verse 25, see, I have warned you about this ahead of time. So if someone tells you, look, the Messiah is out in the desert, don't uh, don't bother to go out and look. Or look, he's hiding here. Don't believe it. For as the lightning flashes in the east and shines to the west, so will it be when the Son of Man comes. Just as the gathering of vultures show that there's a carcass nearby, so these signs indicate that the end is near. Okay, so we still haven't been raptured yet. And then we have the coming of the Son of Man. So immediately after the anguish of those days, you notice we're still here. The sun will be darkened. The moon will give no light. The stars will fall from the sky. And the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then at last... The sign that the Son of Man is coming will appear in the heavens, and there will be a deep mourning among all the people of the earth. And they'll see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with the mighty blast of a trumpet, and they will gather his chosen ones from all over the world, from the farthest ends of the earth and heaven. Okay, that, my friends, is the rapture. I believe you would agree. But it's not until after the tribulation, after we fe- uh, fe- uh, face all those things. Okay, so verse 32. Now learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branches bud and it, its leaves begin to sprout, you know summer's near. In the same way, when you see all these things, you can know that his return is very near. It's right at the door. I tell you the truth. This generation will not pass from the scene until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. So we're seeing these right now. So I'm going to I'm going to stop there because that right there has shown the timeline, the fact that we'll be going through the tribulations, things that happen in the tribulation, those uh, will be so deceived that they'll walk away from the faith and then he comes and the rapture happens so we will live through it. Now, I'm going to supplement or uh, in addition to Matthew 24, I'm going to jump right into Revelation 6 and I want I want you I want you to see something here. Uh, the seals. It's about about the seals being opened up. So as I watched, the Lamb broke the first of the seven seals on the scroll, and that's this is John, the, the Apostle uh, John speaking. Then I heard one of the four living beings saying with a voice like thunder, "Come!" I look up and saw a white horse standing there. Its rider carried a bow, and a crown was placed on his head, and he rode out to win many battles and gained the victory. When the Lamb broke the second seal, now we're th- this is a um, a different chapter and uh, in, in a different book, and it's speaking of more um, definitive things that are going to be happening during the tribulation when the seals are open. We're going to see this, and we're going to show you. The Bible is going to show you. God's Word is going to show you what we're going to live through. 
and for those that endure to the end until we are fully raptured and met up with him in the clouds, what we will actually face for those that believe and endure to the end. Okay, so verse 3. Now I'm on Revelation 6. When the Lamb broke the second seal, I heard the second living being saying, Come. Then another horse appeared, a red one. Its rider was giving a mighty sword and the authority to take peace from the earth. And there was war and slaughter everywhere. When the lamb broke the third seal, I heard the third living uh, living being saying, Come. I looked up and saw a black horse, and its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice from among the four living beings saying, A loaf of wheat of bread or three loaves of barley will cost a day's pay. And don't waste the olive oil on wine. When the lamb broke the fourth seal, I heard the fourth living being saying, Come. I looked up and saw a horse whose color was pale green. Its rider was named Death, and his companion was the grave. These two were given authority over a quarter, a one-fourth of the earth to kill with the sword and famine and disease and wild animals. So lots of travesty, lots of uh, uh, death, a lot of pestilence, um, days' wages just for a piece of bread. It's, it's bad news. Um, moving on to verse 9, when the lamb broke the fifth seal, I saw under the altars the souls of all who had been martyred for the word of God and for being faithful in their testimony. And they shouted to the Lord and said, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you judge the people who believe? belong to this world and avenge our blood for what they've done to us. Then a white robe was given to each of them. And they were told to rest a little longer until the full number of their brothers and sisters, their fellow servants of Jesus, who were to be martyred, had joined them. Who are they? Guys, that's you and I. And if we if we're on the earth still, that's us, the brothers and sisters of Christ, their fellow servants of Jesus, who are yet to be martyred until we join them. That's when he's coming down. So, uh, verse twelve: As I watched as the Lamb broke the sixth seal, and there was a great earthquake. The sun became as dark as black cloth, and the moon became as red as blood. Then the stars of the sky fell to the earth. Remember, we just read a mini description of that in in Matthew twenty four. So this is backing it up and giving more detail. Then the stars of the sky fell to the earth like green figs falling from a tree that's shaken by a strong wind. The sky was rolled up like a scroll and all of the mountains and islands were removed from their places then everyone the kings of the earth the rulers the generals the wealthy the powerful and every slave and free person all hid themselves in the caves among the rocks of the mountains and they cried to the mountains and the rocks fall on us and hide us from the face of the one who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb for the great day of their wrath has come who's able to survive they want to die and they can't so I'm going to end with this, Revelation 7. Just going to give a little bit more detail and a little bit more depth and breadth to uh, what we're seeing here um, and really, really uh, bring it to a head. So then uh, John, Apostle John said, Then I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds so they didn't blow on the earth or the sea or even on any tree. And I saw another angel coming up from the east, carrying the seal of the living God. And he shouted to those four angels who had been given power to harm the land and sea, wait, 
Don't harm the land or the sea or the trees until we have placed the seal of God on the foreheads of his servants. And I heard how many were marked with the seal. So he didn't see him. He heard. He heard how many were marked with the seal of God. It was 144,000. And they were sealed from all the tribes of Israel. So they're Jews. They're, you know, five uh, from Judah, 12,000, from Reuben, 12,000, from Gad, 12,000, from Asher, 12,000, from Natali, 12,000, from Manasseh, 12,000, from Simeon, 12,000, from Levi, 12,000, from Ishakar, 12,000, from Zebulun, 12,000, from Joseph, 12,000, and from Benjamin, 12,000. Okay? Now, here's the white-robed multitude. And this is Apostle uh, John speaking here. After I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the great uh, sorry of the throne and before the lamb they were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hand and they were shouting with a great roar salvation comes from our god who sits on the throne and from the lamb and all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living beings and they fell before the throne with their faces on the ground and worship God. They sang, amen, blessings and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength belong to our God forever and ever, amen. Then one of the 12, four elders asked me, who are these that are clothed in white? Where did they come from? And I said to him, sir, you are the one who knows. Then he said to me, these are the ones who died in the great tribulation. I'll repeat that. These are the ones who died in the great tribulation. How can we die in the tribulation if we're raptured before it? We can't be. And he goes on to say, they have washed their robes in the blood of the lamb and made them white. That is why they stand in front of God's throne and serve him day and night in the temple. And he who sits on the throne will give them shelter. They will never be hungry again or thirsty. They will never be scorched by the heat of the sun. For the lamb on the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of life giving water. And God will wipe every tear from their eye. So I'll stop here because after this, it's really the thousand year reign of Christ on earth, known as the millennial reign right before God destroys heaven and earth and creates them anew, uh, throwing Satan and all those from the great white throne judgment into hell and he locks it up and seals it forever. Uh, you can read more about this in Revelations, Daniel, uh, more you know New Testament books if that interests you uh, enough. So, But the point of today's episode is to really just throw a pebble in your shoe to create an awareness of what's to come. Not by what man or some pastors or Christians uh, preach, but by every spoken word of God. Should you be alive during the tribulation, which by all accounts may have already just begun or getting ready to begin, only God knows, so that you won't be deceived. And if you or I thinks, yeah, right, I'm not that dumb. I'm not going to be deceived. I'm smarter than that. Be warned now and reduce your pride. And I'm speaking to me too. For Matthew 24, 24 is our warning. And it says, for false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform great signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. That's us. So even God's chosen ones, it's his elect. Don't think you can't be fooled. 
Okay. I'll, I'll just give you one example of what could occur. I'm not saying it will or won't. I'm just saying it's within the realm of possibility. You know, you see more and more and more and more coverage now from all branches of the government and the military uh, discussing and showing what they state is proof of UFOs. Okay, I'm not going to do a subject uh, or get on get get into the subject on today's episode, and I I likely never will. uh, You know, unless it becomes increasingly apparent. But what if they use the deception of UFOs taking people? You and I would say, that's absurd. <laughs> there are no such things as, as UFOs, right? That's correct. But isn't there such thing as demons and the supernatural realm? Couldn't a deception, one of many that the Bible warns us, that Jesus warns, that the angels warn, couldn't a deception be that uh, so good that it would cause mass hysteria and dependency on the Antichrist, and worse yet, to cause Christians who believe in a pre-tribulation rapture that they just miss being raptured? I mean, wouldn't that one easy-to-believe scenario cause such a falling away and great deception? Aliens came down and brought everyone up when really they're demons? Of course, and it would, and it may. It can easily happen. And I want to prevent the deception by believers of the pre-tribulation rapture that they were somehow left behind by Christ, when in fact it was another great deception from the devil himself to lose even more souls needlessly. In fact, if we're going through the tribulation, and if we're alive during the tribulation, we will go through the tribulation that it may wear so heavily upon Christians who were so sure they'd be raptured prior to the tribulation that they'd just fall away and walk away from their faith. The Bible says that th- that many will. So my final statement is this. First, be sure that you're saved today. Before you do anything else, nothing is more important than salvation in Christ and a guarantee to be in the presence of God for eternity. The second is, please go back and read these chapters for yourself. As I as I mentioned previously, there's many, many more books and chapters and verses in the Bible dedicated to end times knowledge. I've just picked three. Read them all, twice or three times if you have to, like I did, Matthew 24, Revelation 6 and 7. Many of you, like I, will need to in order to undo what's been done during our lifetime, to have us believe in a wrong time of the rapture. It's important to know when so as not to be deceived and lost during the tribulation that you and I will go through if we're still alive. So my final question to you is then this. Is it more important to believe you're right or more important to be prepared with God's truth? Especially when it comes to making decisions that can affect your eternal resting place. You know, one is with him and the other is without him. So before we end today's show, I just wanted to thank you again, uh, all again, for tuning in. And I, I hope you were touched by today's message and scripture. I'd like to ask you a favor only if you received any value out of today's show. Would you tell at least one person you know? Just call them, text them, email them, talk to them, tell them to give this show a listen. And you can check out the show at shaken-awake.com. You can email me at ben at shaken-awake.com or call or text me directly for any reason at 407 
407-493-3208. Again, that number is 407-493-3208. If you have any ideas for the show or you'd like to be on, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. So next week, tune in next Sunday or whenever you're able as we dive into another important topic of, of our day, which is it's been discovered. The one thing God left out of the Bible and it's your opinion. So next week's episode is another powerful and do not miss episode. Thanks for joining. Until next week, take great care of yourself and each other and God bless you all. Thank you.